0: So today, we're going to talk about being thankful in everything. You see, there are several levels of gratitude, but each one builds on the next, okay? So, expressing thanks is a habit. I, I, I gave everybody homework last week, so everybody that was here should 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 know that, and... Um, to write something down, at least something down each day, that you are thankful for. Uh, but the fir- I'll tell you the first one that 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 I wrote down and was that I'm thankful that my dad's in heaven. It was it was something. It's been a roller coaster of a year this year, and uh, but the fact that my dad's home with Jesus is something that I can look at and thank God for. Yes, he's not with me anymore, but he's in a a better place. He's not in any pain. And it was something that I personally could say, thank you to God for taking him when he did. Uh, Every day I miss him. My son made uh, a sticky toffee pudding uh, with uh, chestnuts and, and this amazing uh sticky toffee and uh I'm I take a bite because it's got ginger in it and all these all these things that my dad would like so I had to have two pieces one for me and one for my dad and uh I do that by the way but I, I I've done it my whole life and Shelley Shelly will tell you my mom anything that's Reese's that comes out I have to try because I honor my mum with food uh because I would say, Mom, you you'd like this, or Mom, you nah, this peanut butter thing you wouldn't like. But uh <laughs> near enough every peanut thing butter thing she probably would have liked. But that's something that I was extremely thankful for that, that this year that that God did. Uh, did I expect it last Thanksgiving, the week before Thanksgiving when he fell? Absolutely not. It it and to to be honest with you, uh Two or three weeks before Thanksgiving, we were fighting about Thanksgiving and and uh, saying where he was going to be at Thanksgiving and who was going to spend Thanksgiving with him. And, and I told him that, uh, not to even come to Thanksgiving that Thanksgiving because I didn't want his seconds because I had them all, all my life and I didn't want him that year because he'd made a promise the year before to be with me on Thanksgiving and he was going to break that promise. And uh, happened to be, by the way, I got to spend Thanksgiving with him because he was in the hospital and I went to see him. So I got to spend Thanksgiving with my dad anyway that year. And uh, just in a different, different uh, circumstance. But I would have never thought that that Thanksgiving would have been the last Thanksgiving I'd seen my dad for Thanksgiving. But I know that there's going to be a feast at the end when we're all raised from the dead, once Jesus comes back, that we're going to be around a feast and all the loved ones that we've lost before that, that believed that Jesus was their Savior are going to be there. So I know one day I'm going to get to see Him again. In what shape, what form, what, I don't know. But I'm extremely thankful for that too. And I'm extremely thankful for my family. So here's the thing do you remember what I said when I gave the homework out? That I'm gonna ask everybody in the church to give me something that they're thankful for. One thing, okay? Doesn't have to be long, just can be one word. Unless you're Andrew. <laughs> I can tell you what, when you give somebody homework that writes, he could write a devotional on Thanksgiving. I just read his first two and they were beautiful. Uh, we don't have time to share all of that, Andrew. This today, but that was beautiful. What you wrote just on them two on the two days. So, uh, yeah, they were like devotionals, and it was amazing. So, who wants to start? Anybody going to volunteer to speak? Shelley, family. Okay. Now, you see, here's the thing: the longer you wait, you're going to run out of something to be thankful for. Russ. You're part of her family now. <laughs> it might be dysfunctional, but you're a part of it. <laughs> so so expressing thanks is a habit. A habit has to be learned, okay? They're very quick to to lose a habit. You have to do it like for a month, straight, for it to become a habit. But once it becomes a habit, it's something we do naturally and automatically, and it's something we should do when we're, we're, we're talking to God, so we need to form good habits and then keep them. We don't need to take a day off of giving God thanks. There's always something that you can thank God for, you see. We hopefully naturally learned as children to thank other people and we naturally do that and we definitely should thank the God that created us for all that he gives us. See, thanksgiving is a habit, but it needs to be more than a habit. William Arthur words said so this, God gave you a gift of 86,400 seconds today. I use this because of Andrew. Because he likes numbers, right? Have you used one of them to say thank you to him today? See, I think sometimes, because I'm guilty of this, I know I thank God, but do I think about it every day? I think some days I don't. And it really makes me think why am I not thanking Him? He's the most important thing that's ever happened to me in my life. I should be thanking Him every day. Not just with one second of my life. But throughout the day for all the blessings that He gives me. And some of them blessings feel like pain at the time. But but they they're not, they don't turn out that way. God has used that pain to grow me and I know that he's used the pain in your life to grow you. It, it, it's easier when we're broken to, to be fixed than it is when we're doing really well and we're working with a functioning and everything's going great. We forget that God is still in control. When everything's running like perfectly and you're going down the track and everything's going good, you forget to thank him. And, and we need to remember that. So we need to make a good habit of expressing thanks. But expressing thanks is also a courtesy. I mean, most of us would expect somebody, others to thank us if we did something for them. And we would thank others if they did something for us. Most of us not all of us but most of us would think that 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 was the right thing to do you see this is a valid expectation to think if you did something good for somebody else that they should thank you that's just etiquette that just it just makes perfect sense it makes good manners you see god expects us to be thankful. He expects us to be thankful. See, and he has every right to expect us to extend to him the same courtesy that we would extend to somebody else. I mean, you can search the scriptures, and it's it, it's the whole Psalms is praising God, praising God for. And you should see it, because it's like a roller coaster. I say, David's emotional state was like this. Because it's up and down throughout the whole psalms. But the whole book is a book of thanksgiving. Near enough in every psalm, you'll see some sort of praise or thanksgiving to God. And then Paul even talks about, Thanking God in everything, in any situation, giving praise and thanksgiving to God. See, to fail to to thank God, to fail to thank God is rude and faultless. God doesn't need it. This is not what I'm saying. God doesn't need you to thank Him. God doesn't need anything from you. But when we thank people, we realize what they've done for us. So when we thank God, we start realizing what he's done for us in our life. So thanksgiving is a courtesy, but it's even more than that. See, expressing thanks is worship. (coughs) It is part of... Even in pagan worship, they have thanksgiving. You could go through the history of religion and see even in pagan religions, they offer gifts of thanksgiving to their gods. So if even heathen people thank their God, we should definitely thank our God. You know, throughout the Old Testament, it was an integral part of the Old Testament. In every book you'll find ceremonies. You will find worship and thanksgiving in it. And it's not only just corporate, it's personal and corporate thanksgiving. See, the New Testament is also filled with the examples. We can find them in the life of Jesus. Even Jesus Lived a life of thanksgiving. So, if it was good enough for Jesus to do, it was. It's definitely something we should do. If Jesus was doing it, we should be doing it even more. Because if Jesus offered thanksgiving to His Father, who, by the way, blow, obviously they're three as one, the Trinity. We're not going to get into that; too hard to explain. I would never be able to do it. But if, if, if. Jesus is God. He was still thanking the Father. It's the first thing he did. When he did the miracles, when he broke the, the loaves and the fish and split them up, he thanked God for providing them for him. So, we, we in our contemporary worship, we need to highlight Thanksgiving. We need to have it in our songs and in our, our prayers, in, in the sermons. See, thanksgiving is worship. It is worship, but it's more than that. See, expressing thanks is faith. It is believing that past blessings came from God it is believing that present blessings come from God see as Christians we believe everything we have and if you don't you need to relook at your faith that everything you have comes from him and when I say everything I mean everything our families all come from God That's why I can say at the beginning of this sermon that I thank God that he took my father home. He was only on loan to me. And I was only on loan to him. He belonged to the father. He belonged to God. So he was able to take him back. And I was able to release him because I knew he didn't belong to me. He belonged to God. And to me, as painful as loss of life is, I can look at that as a blessing from God. It it, it is also believing that the future blessings will come from God. It's believing everything that you want or need, and God supplies, that you realize it was from God. God. You don't have anything that God did not give you. Time, talent, treasure, all come from him. So we've got to remember what Jesus has done, what Jesus is doing, and what is to come. Sums it up, right there. That's faith. And we need to express thanks in that. Charles Spurgeon said this. There should be a parallel between our supplications and our thanksgiving. We ought not to leap in prayer and limp in praise. See, we'll go. When we when need prayer, when there's something wrong, we're quick to go to God. We are so quick to go to God when our health is not up to par. Or we're praying for a loved one that's going to go to heaven or, or we're praying for people because they're in pain. We're quick to go to God then. We should be just as quick to go to Him in praise and thanksgiving when we pray and finally expressing thanks is love you see love means we never take any of the gifts that we get for granted love love means we never take the giver for granted So when you thank somebody, you're thanking them because you're not taking them for granted. You know you didn't deserve it or you didn't ask for it, but they gave it to you anyway. Well, that is why we need to thank God. Because you do not deserve heaven. Everybody in this room deserves to to burn in hell. But we get heaven because of what Jesus has done for us. So love should be expressed in words. And it should also be expressed in deeds. The bottom line is it's better to thank God from habit than not to thank him at all. But it's better to thank God from courtesy than not to thank Him at all. But it is good to thank God in worship. But it's better to thank Him in faith. And the best of all, it's best to thank Him in love. Psalms 100 says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord all The earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. That's how we're supposed to come into worship. But that's not only into this worship. It's worship every day of your life. We've all are, we've all been there as well. We've all child, we've all been children at one point, and if you've been a parent or your grandparent, and you go somewhere, and somebody does something for your child, you'll gently nudge them. What do you say? What do you say? And the child will get shy and. Sometimes and or there'll be if you've got extroverts they're like thank you or you get the, thank you and uh, and this is a good way to teach children but we shouldn't need to be nudged as believers we shouldn't have to be told. What do you say to the nice God? No thanksgiving should be come from the heart, so filled with gratitude. we cannot keep still, and we cannot keep silent. We can choose to be like a cat, or we can choose to be like a, a God when uh, uh, we, a dog, not a God, a dog. When we give thanks. This is gratitude. Every day give a chance. It's gratitude for the days. But that, that every day deserves a chance by Max Cato. And this chapter is called. Gratitude for ungrateful days. See. This is how dogs look at life. This is the diary of a dog. And then I'm going to read the diary of a cat. That's why I'm a dog person, by the way. 8 a.m., oh boy, dog food, my favorite. 9.30 a.m., oh boy, a car ride, my favorite. 9.40 a.m., oh boy, a a walk, my favorite. 10.30 a.m., oh boy, another car ride, my favorite. 11.30 a.m., oh boy, more dog food, my favorite. 12 p.m., oh boy, the kids, my favorite. One PM Oh boy the yard my favourite five PM Oh boy dog food again my favourite five thirty PM Oh boy mum my favourite six PM Oh oh boys playing ball my favourite eight thirty PM Oh boy sleeping in my master's bed my favourite Now excerpts from the day. The Diary of a Cat. Day 283 of my captivity. My captors continue to taunt me with bizarre little dangling objects. They dine lavishly on fresh meat while I'm forced to eat dry cereal. I'm sustained by the hope of escape. And the mild satisfaction I derive from ruining a few pieces of furniture. Tomorrow, I may eat another houseplant. I attempted to kill my captors this morning by weaving through their walking feet. Nearly succeeded. Must try this strategy at the top of the stairs. Seeking to disgust and repulse those vile oppressors, I once again induced myself to vomit on their favorite chair. Must try this on their bed to display my diabolical disposition. I decapitated a mouse and deposited the headless body on the kitchen floor. The only they only cooed and condescended, patting my head and calling me a strong little kitty. Hmm, not working according to plan. During a gathering of their accomplices. They placed me in solitary confinement. I heard, overheard that my confinement was due to the, my power of allergies. Must learn what this means and how to use it to my advantage. I am convinced that other household captives are flunkers, perhaps snitches. The dog is routinely released and seems naively happy to return. He is no doubt a halfwit. The bird speaks with the humans regularly, must be an informant. I am certain he reports my every move due to his current placement in the metal cage. His safety is assured, but I can wait. It is only a matter of time. See, the day of the dog and the day of the cat. One content, the other conniving. One at peace, the other at war. One grateful of a grumpy same house same circumstances same master yet two entirely different attitudes which diary reads more like yours were your private thoughts made public how often would the phrase oh boy my favourite appear oh boy sun up my favourite oh boy breakfast my favourite oh boy Traffic jam, my favorite. Oh boy, vacuuming, my favorite. Oh boy, root canal, my favorite. Well, not even a dog would relish the root canal, but wouldn't we like to relish more of our day? We can. Begin with God's grace as we accept His forgiveness. Our day of gripes and groans becomes a day of gratitude. See, it's a matter of how we look at our situations. How we look at it changes the way it appears. We can either be like the cat and look at like we're being oppressed, or we can look at the dog and go, wow, how great is God to give us all of this? I mean, look at how many people love snow. I mean, we live in the Midwest. I think we should all move if we don't really love it, really. But I think you look out that window and see them trees and see that snow. It's beautiful. Now, I'm not a big fan. But it is beautiful. It is beautiful. And we can be thankful that we live in a country that we live in, whether it's snowing or not snowing. See, it's just a matter of how we... The perspective of how we look at things. That's what needs to change. So, my homework this week. I want you to continue to write down each day something that you're thankful for. Because a habit takes longer than a week to form. Keep Keep a notebook somewhere. Just write... Scratch a line in there or even a word. It's probably the best time to do it is at the end of the day. Because something's going to have happened that day that you can say, God, I am so thankful for you for what you've done for me. So continue to do it. Just give me to the end of the year. Give God your thanks every day. And I will tell you, by the end of the year, if you, if you do this, it will be a habit for you. And you will just continue to do it as the new year starts. You can keep a little notebook. It doesn't even have to be a big notebook because you can just write one word in there if you want. Unless you're Andrew. Then you need a big binder with lots of pages in it. Actually, he types it on the computer. I'm telling you, if he does it for a year, we can we can publish a devotional. We can sell it and make some money. There's an idea. So, and then I want you to read this week, Luke 1, 46. And by the way, you can read, if you want, you can read 1, 2, and most of 3. Uh, because we're, this whole Christmas, we're only going to be, well, we're going to be all over the place. But we, all the scripture is going to come out. From Luke for this Christmas. So so the Luke one forty six through fifty six is when Mary sings her song. And and so plan on join us for Advent. Plan on inviting people, if you know anybody that hasn't heard the gospel message, I'm telling you there's gonna be four weeks of nothing but gospel. So it's a good opportunity to invite people to church that don't know Jesus, or are on the fence about Jesus. These next four weeks are going to be 100% the gospel message. So just plan plan on inviting somebody, and uh, you'll be blessed, and they'll be blessed. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We thank you for all the praises that we heard as I started this sermon, God. That you have done so much great work in this family of believers. And yes, we we are we are a family, God. And it it's it's just amazing that you put, put these people together. And that you made us a family. A family that we wasn't born into. We were saved into. And we thank you, God. And we pray that you continue to pour out on this family. Your blessings of love, mercy, and grace. And as we come up to this Advent uh, sermon series... Help us to invite people to church, God, that needs to hear your words of grace. That they can see why you came and who you came for. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.